Good morning, Meet Suits. Welcome back to Read It and Weep. We are in the internet's top 1,000 podcasts about movies. I'm your host, Alex Falcone. Uh, they call me uh, uh, Lefty Falcone right now. I'm going to be doing all my mousing and typing on this episode just left-handed uh, as I'm recovering from my hand surgery. Um, but if you want to see some great voice-to-text tweets, you can follow me on Twitter at Alex underscore Falcone. And I have a great panel with me today. Never before assembled on Earth. Uh, first up, joining us from Portland, Oregon, is Mr. Anthony Lopez. Alex, I'm behind you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, actually, I'm over here. Oh, man. Wait, is this not reading very well on the podcast, me jumping around all magically like this? Yeah, just <laughs> picture we're in it's a, a billion-dollar funhouse. Yeah, I built a very <laughs> elaborate set here in my office, and I am all <laughs> over the place. There's a house of Mio's in this room. This is not yeah. read on the podcast. I should have. It's very effective. Yeah. Um, I, I guess I should admit, in that case, I was a tiny bit surprised at that moment. Like, I, even though the whole movie was building to their funhouse mirrors, he's not where you think he is. Forgot it for just that one second, and I was like, "Oh shit, the rock's behind you!" I, I had the same reaction, but that's because I was not paying attention. <laughs> it does. It drops a lot of hints early on in the movie. You should have seen yeah. that coming. Um, that voice you just heard joining us from uh, Boston, Massachusetts, at Amandable on Twitter. It's Amanda Linebaugh. Uh, I'm not a princess. I'm a queen. <laughs> <laughs> I think she said I'm a king. I think she did say I'm a king, which I oh, like a lot. <laughs> I did too. I was like, wow, Georgia, very empowering. Yeah, do it. <laughs> I was super into that. Also, just why does everyone shoot for being a princess? Is it just that no one wants the responsibility when you're six? I think so. Princesses get to wear puffier dresses too. Queens, queen you know, they gotta we, get shit done. What do you want? You're the queen. <laughs> Have you seen the hats that lady wears? She does not give a shit. <laughs> you're right. She, you're right. I, it is. It does imply, I guess, though, if you're like, I'm a princess, it means like my parents are still alive, which is nice. <laughs> yeah, no one's like, yeah, I can't wait to be an orphan. Yeah, that's, except, well, in The Lion King, it's very sad. He just yeah. can't wait to be king, and then he realized what that meant later. Mm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Gnarly, Life lessons from Disney yeah, films. Gnarly movie when you think about it. Um, <laughs> and then we have a very special guest uh, making her return to the show from New York. Uh, she's at Kunkletron on Twitter, founder of BelladonnaComedy.com, and author of the forthcoming book, New Erotica for Feminists, colon, Satirical Fantasies of Love, Lust, and Equal Pay, uh, uh, based on the uh, viral McSweeney's piece, available from fine as well as crappy retailers alike on November 8th in digital November paper. November 13th. What? <laughs> November 13th, actually. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, it said 8th when I, on uh, Amazon. Well, anyway, whatever. Yeah, we're you, having some You buy yours on the that. 8th. Everyone else will have to wait till the 13th. <laughs> um, anyway, I got through most of that. It was pretty accurate. Please welcome back, Caitlin Kugel. Yeah. I oh remember God, uh, a quote that's just one word, but at the mm-hmm. end, I literally said it along with the character when he said, uh, Rock said, what are you going to do next? And he paused and I said, he's going to say rebuild. And then he said rebuild. <laughs> <laughs> so of course he was going to rebuild. <laughs> Man. Uh, I would just, I wish he had said like, not get in bed with the mob. That would have been a great lesson to take away from this. Yeah, when I have to pay extorted money, maybe don't track it. Yeah. <laughs> so weird. Uh, my wife and I do have a game, which is where we watch a movie and it has the mob in it. And then afterwards, we look at each other very seriously and say, let's never join the mob. And she wasn't here for this one, but it would have been a perfect time to remember not to be in the mob. Doesn't go well. 
Yeah, this movie seemed to imply that after you leave the FBI, the only career options are start a family and be an entrepreneur or join join the mob in Hong Kong. So, <laughs> uh, Yeah, one of the top 10 most dangerous mobs, I assume, in Hong Kong. They also, sure they were connected like to all it. the other mobs. It turns out like there was like there was like a conspiracy theory that all mobs are secretly one mob. Is that was that implied in the movie or the way the, like, movie, yeah, the, way the money moves around? It was like terrorists who are like all the mobs' money for all of the different mobs. I don't know. I felt like there was like a one mob theory. Anthony, did you get that? You seem like you know more about mobs than me. Uh, I mean, <laughs> that's th- that's racist. <laughs> <laughs> I, that does feel racist. Now I'm so sorry, Anthony. Hey. I just meant it because you like read a lot. Yeah, I mean, I. <laughs> I assume that in this interconnected world, there's no way mobs are not more connected. Oh, that's nowadays. true. Yeah, globalism. You know, yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, <laughs> especially with you know the rise, I think you know. Um, I got to imagine the the sort of the position the world mobs kept like pressure on the Chinese mobs. That dynamic <laughs> must have shifted drastically in the last 10, mm. 15 years with the rise yeah. in China. So yeah. I got to imagine that's that's a really like interesting dynamic that I wish this movie I, had gone into. <laughs> it was not super important <laughs> here. Um, so, uh, Caitlin, I feel like I gave a nut. Was that a, a good summary of your book? Is there anything else I need to say about your book at the top? What? Uh, congratulations. Your book's coming out. That's oh, so thank exciting. you. Yeah, it is exciting. It happened very, very fast. We wrote the piece in February and then we got the book deals in March and then we wrote the book from March till June crying the whole time. <laughs> I don't know. If we... I, when I'm telling the story of it, I might say we put a lot of work into writing the book. <laughs> we did. Year, I think Creo years of ideas. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was years of like accumulated, like grab your shot when it comes. So yeah. I was able to like push through, but like, you know, we're all almost all of us are freelancers. So we had all of our work booked out that we just couldn't not do. So we yeah. had to work weekends for like five months in a row. Oh, wow. <laughs> that that original piece, though, made me laugh so hard I cried. Aww. Oh, that's great. Thank you so much. <laughs> I shared that. Like, I just kept getting it sent to me and I was sending it to other people. It was just like one giant love fest of laughing really, really hard at how good it was. Oh, thank you. Yeah. And it was really fun to expand it out. And like, we've done literary ones and historical ones. Uh-oh. We wrote a version of Eleanor Roosevelt's uh, column, My Day, except she just has <laughs> sex with her secret girlfriend in the middle. So <laughs> I'm buying this for everybody for Christmas. <laughs> Christmas shopping done. Thank you. Um, do you, uh, was it difficult being that it was erotica, like writing and being uh, both like righteous and turned on the whole time? <laughs> We had to read some erotica to like get into it. I haven't yeah. read a ton of erotica. I feel like uh, when I first got on the internet, when I was like 10 or 11, I read a lot of like X-Files fan fiction, which had erotic <laughs> elements to it. <laughs> That's adorable. A sexual awakening for all of us, really. I know. So I was like, all right. So except for that, I haven't read a lot of like real erotica. So I went and read a bunch and we made like a giant list of like all the things that tend to crop up, you know, like firefighters, very yeah. light BDSM most of the time. So... Yeah. Then we worked with that. The hard thing was to like combine some of the tropes in like wholesome ways. Like we really tried to write a Harry Potter one, but at the end of the day, the editors were like, "Those are children." <laughs> so, yeah, even if they're adults now, it's weird. We did try to make them adults, and they were like, "No, it's still weird." <laughs> oh man, that was that was the fanfic that I first read on the internet. <laughs> yeah, so you know, it can get really weird. <laughs> yeah. Oh God, yeah. Oh man, yeah the um, the sex room of requirement, man. There's. <laughs> Everything you need is in that room. <laughs> I have. That's what I call my bedroom. <laughs> but oh God! 
Well, congratulations. Everybody should look for it. Uh, one more time. New erotica for feminists uh, coming out November early to mid. Um, the also, week after I, the midterms, you could say it like that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I do. I was thinking, because I said, I said it's available at crappy retailers, because I was thinking how everybody always says available at fine retailers. And I, and I feel like, <laughs> I don't know, my book was available at some real shitholes. Like, you could just buy... <laughs> Who cares how good the retailer is? Buy, the book yeah, will I be think, the same quality. I think the idea is that you're not supposed to shit on indie bookstores. But oh. <laughs> that's no, that's just my a, interpretation. This is available from like, uh, this will be available from like airport kiosks, you know? That's not a fine retailer. It's just a convenient retailer. No, but that would be dope if it were available in airports. So. <laughs> yeah, but, but who knows? We're um, trying to get into sex shops and like a lot of oh. non-traditional places. Oh, it's such a great idea. Um, okay, so this is uh, let's talk about the movie now. This episode number four hundred and sixty-five of the program. We have now done as many episodes as the number of websites the FDA shut down this week for selling fake prescription drugs. <laughs> yeah. So, if you guys are if you guys are missing one of those, if they got one of your favorites, I've got a cool email I can forward to you. <laughs> There's still some options out there. Um, and anyway, speaking of, uh, oh man, I had to do this whole thing in voice to text, so sometimes my notes are bad. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, speaking of things that don't have quite the air of authenticity that I had hoped for, this week we're talking about Skyscraper, the 2018 action film starring The Rock, Nev Campbell, and a CGI tower. Also uh, directed by uh, Rawson Thurber, who also did Central Intelligence that we watched last week. <laughs> and Dodgeball, interestingly enough. So, what? Yeah, this is the guy who wrote and directed Dodgeball. That is very interesting. <laughs> it is. What a what a twist. Uh, yeah. this, this is his first non-comedy. Um, I don't know if that was on purpose or not, but it is the first not-comedy. There are two jokes in the whole movie. And one of them was duct tape, which is like <laughs> the laziest joke. Like that was like a t-shirt joke. Yeah, I feel like when he stuck his prosthetic leg in the titanium doors, that was supposed to be physical comedy as well. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, that was kind of cool. I, I thought that was that cool. Moment. Yeah. Also, yeah, that was like a man. Prosthetic legs are great. What a handy tool he has, and so well constructed. <laughs> that, that didn't feel at all exploitative at all at any point in the movie. <laughs> um, I like the idea at least. I don't know if it's exploitative. I like the idea that the Rock is so good that like if you take away a leg you'll actually be giving him additional leg superpowers like <laughs> you can't make him less good i do believe that for the rock absolutely yeah. i did um, like the idea that like we're seeing a movie about someone who like has a prosthetic limb but he's not like upset about it like i, I did like that we were seeing him 10 years later and like he had a mm. family and it wasn't he didn't portray it as like i feel like most movies would be like this is his hardship he has to overcome yeah right. um, it's I, the, like, the, yeah. so brave yeah, but be, i thought this movie like did a good job not doing that yeah totally. a lot of other movies he'd be drinking down on his luck and take a job for some yes. shady company you know and then yeah. like have to loan um I I I like the leg because I can see like the exact moment when someone was like so it's basically like Die Hard and he's like well John McClane has a both his fucking legs Steve <laughs> all right it's not like Die Hard stop saying this this movie's like Die Hard and, and like, we use duct tape in a different way yeah, it's, it's it's such a like, yeah so uh, I, that's why my first note I wrote down is like finally someone decided to make Die Hard in a tower. <laughs> <laughs> it's great. 
it's uh, it's very diehard. I, I mean, I I would love even if you just told me it's diehard with the rock instead, I would love that idea. Maybe that I w- maybe that's why I wanted to like this so bad. So I guess I should say because you guys heard me on the show, uh, the listeners have heard me on the show lobbying for this movie when the Meat Buddies were voting on what we're going to watch for the rest of October. I wanted to see it because I like The Rock and Towers. Um, and it did not, it ended up finishing um, just out of the, the top four because we were, uh, the, the winner was The Rock Says, the autobiography written by one of The Rock's friends, but written by The Rock. And uh, the reason we are not reading that book, which we promised we would do, is uh, because it turns out super hard to get. <laughs> and by the time we decided to do it, it was like with the shipping it was going to take we weren't going to get it until the day before we had to record so we were not able to actually get the book done there's like there's no audiobook there's no ebook the rock needs to write an updated autobiography with all the new stuff that's happened cuz well i yeah. I, yeah. I want that audiobook i would so listen to the audiobook if he it. reads it oh my god right? that would be the yeah. best well we were looking it up last night after we did a little research after watching the movie and uh-huh. my husband pointed out that the rock has done five movies in 15 months. He does a movie every 3 months. Yeah. He is a, Jesus. he is amazing and he gets a lot of money for each of those movies. He's had a big year. Yeah. I yeah. mean don't forget so about was, like Ballos, his TV show. Yeah, that he's he also yeah, he's also making a mediocre TV show. Yeah. <laughs> On HBO though, so to yeah. be fair. Yeah, so a lot of work. I mean the the guy is doing a lot right now. Um yeah, that's very impressive. Well, so, but anyways, the Meat Buddies did vote for this very highly, just like one vote behind the book. So next year, we will plan ahead and we will definitely read his book for the Rocktober. Um, and we'll try to cover some of the 15 new movies he puts out. Uh, <laughs> but thank you for everybody who voted for Rock- for the Rocktober, all of the Meat Buddies who voted, including uh, for this movie. And um, uh, get in there right now. We're going to be watching James Bond movies chosen by the listeners next. So uh, Meat Buddies, get in there and vote right now. If you want to become a Meat Buddy and vote on James Bond movies for Dr. November, you can go to readdeskweep.com slash Meat Buddies. Okay, now it's time for me to summarize the film. Please, everybody, this is pretty sloppy, so jump in. Add details where you think they are salient. Make sure I skip over the stuff you don't care about, but don't skip <laughs> over the stuff you do. So The Rock, as in every movie, is a former FBI agent. And... Uh, <laughs> Like, that's a rule about The Rock, is he's a former something. He was always ex-Marine, ex-FBI something. But they have to explain, like, why he's so jacked. Like, in yeah, exactly. every movie. <laughs> yeah. It so can't like, be no just fiction like steroids. This is not Jack normal. Jack backstory. <laughs> yeah. So, he's a former FBI agent, former FBI uh, hostage negotiator, and during his one last job as a negotiator, he lost his leg, but gained a wife. So, pretty decent Aww. raid, as it turns out. Um, his wife, Nev Campbell, the naval surgeon, in case you're, I get, well, you could just call it a welder, right? That's a joke. Uh, that was a stupid joke. Um, like you're doing surgery on a boat, you know? Oh, God. Okay. Uh. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Some of these I didn't plan ahead of time. Um, anyway, so now he's doing, The Rock is doing private security and he apparently private skyscraper security, like that's his small business is just. Out of sec- his garage. Yeah. Yeah, you have to have at least a two-story office to be in tower security, don't you? No, you want to stay yeah, low that's, to the that's ground. A rule. You want to keep it keep, you want to stay low to the ground, you know, when you're looking up to the sky. That's what I think, you know. I, that's how he sold maybe, his business maybe. to his friends. I don't know. I appreciate the movie like didn't get They're like no one really cares about building security. They like didn't bog us down any of that. They're that's like, true. look, he has a small company he runs by himself. He somehow got hired to the biggest building ever built in the entire world. Like, just go with it. Alone. Yeah, he's hired alone. Alone. Uh, they're like, 
Look, so the, what they did was, so yeah, so he, he gets hired. There's this brand new building about to open, 3,500 foot tall structure, new tallest building in the world. It's called the Pearl because it's got a little tiny, or well, giant, but it's got a giant ball in the top that looks kind of like a pearl. Um, and it's just about to open in Hong Kong, but The Rock has to give his final okay. So right before they can open, they're like, we need to find an American guy who can by himself read over all our plans and confirm that we're good to go. And that's the rock's job. That's, that that's is, definitely how that works. It's just one person. Just one guy that reads all the do files. With insurance? Like I, I like didn't know what was going on. It seemed like to be associated with getting insurance from that weird Scandinavian person, as yes. Nev will <laughs> pointed out later. Um, but yeah, I wasn't quite sure. Like he was there to say the building was safe, so they could get insurance. I yes. spent most of the building, uh, most of the movie, thinking it was a secure, like a insurance fraud movie. Oh, so, <laughs> that's a that's good. The lens that's a better which I was guess. reading that. <laughs> The um, it's funny you said. I love what you said. Actually, you said uh, it doesn't bog us down in the details of how he got hired. But I would say, in general, the movie doesn't bog us down. Like they're very. (laughs) It doesn't matter any of the. So much hand waving. This was a movie where they were like, "Can you jump from a tower crane into a burning building, and then we'll figure out the rest on set." That's the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, that's absolutely what it felt like. I mean, like. it does feel like The Rock called the director at like three in the morning while he was like eating, you know, a full fish or whatever he does. <laughs> yeah, and he was like over he just, dripping with yeah. omega three. Like he called him at like three, four in the morning, manic, and he just described the poster, which is The Rock on the crane about to jump into a building. And then I like the poster. Yeah, and then there's like, I only have one leg. Make it happen. And then he hung up on him, and the guy was like, I, I guess I got to write backwards and make that fucking movie now. Uh, <laughs> I've did. only ever done comedy, yeah. so. <laughs> yeah. It's, oh, man. Uh, so so what happens with the tower, though, it turns out, right before it can open, is that 200 mobsters slash terrorists slash paramilitary personnel assault the building, light a fire, and then use the high-tech fire security system controlled from an iPad to instead of making the system put out the fire, they turn it to the setting that makes the fire worse, which... Well, my, my husband actually pointed out that the initial stuff they were putting on the ground was magnesium, which is why the sprinklers made it worse. And then when they uh, opened it up, that became a real fire to the oxygen. Because I, I was like, why are the sprinklers working? And I had it explained to me by a scientist. <laughs> it must be so nice to have a scientist around, because I had no idea why they were pouring the fire onto fireworks for no reason. Yeah, well, after this, he made me watch a two-hour documentary on the Voyager, so we had to do <laughs> <tip> with that. <laughs> All right, so it's a mixed blessing. <laughs> I did learn something, but almost against my will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, I want that to be... That sounds like the tagline to uh, a show that's got a lot of science in it, is I did end up learning something, but mostly against my will. Yeah. <laughs> that was a great tagline for something. So that's, they, yeah. that's what happens when you come to a party that I throw. Yeah, that's a great <laughs> idea. Of, uh, we're going to force you to learn something, party. Um, yeah, yeah. I learned <laughs> Whether a, you want to or not. I learned a snake fact yester- yesterday because my wife and I were looking up insurance and she mentioned Cobra. And so instead I was just Googling Cobras for a while. <laughs> so I don't know <laughs> like anything about do. insurance, but I could tell you that the, the that cool hood that they have is only when they're attacked. Normally they're much sleeker. That's not a permanent fixture. Oh, I interesting. Yeah. I, I did know that. Oh, okay. Whatever, scientist. Nerd. Yeah. <laughs> you uh, also did you know that the king uh, king cobras mostly just eat other snakes? No, I did not. It's a there. I have learned something now, against your will. 
Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, they mostly they mostly eat pit vipers, which is like the badass Ooh. most badass food you could choose. Yeah, that's why they're the kings. Damn, that's and like a their parents giant died. squid eating sharks. Yeah. They're like, yeah, yes. fuck you. Yeah, that is. Yeah, like, look, I could eat other things, but like, what's the fun in that? <laughs> exactly um all right so back to the movie so so they start a fire with magnesium then they turn with the ipad they turn the setting on the fire security system to make fire worse and uh it's very effective i don't know why they even put that system in there but it works very well and then you want the option with the big building (laughs) yeah it's when you're building it it's like better to have it and not need it yeah exactly than to need it and not have it. it's totally normal um so they uh uh the, there's the rich guy who created the building. He's on top, and he's like, "Man, fire can't hurt me. No big deal." But then all the uh, all the terrorists and and slash mobsters show up and hold him hostage, and they also try to kill the Rock and his family um, that's staying in the tower. Really, and they also try to the frame, main... frame the Rock. Sorry, Anthony, what were you saying? Oh, I was gonna say that's really the fatal flaw in their plan is they tried to kill the Rock and the family in his family. If yeah. they had avoided that, it really would have been smooth sailing. That's uh, so true. If they were just like, oh, we should get that that uh, the woman and children out that are related to The Rock, put them outside, The Rock would have been like, cool, not my business. Yeah. Caitlin, what were you saying? I can't remember. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, I, I was trying to decide. I thought Anthony got in right before you did, so I asked him first. Should have called on you first. Uh, now that I know you have slippery memory for riffs. Uh, I'm sorry. Yeah, That's I'll try bad. to keep, keep my working memory a little bit more working. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, totally fine. Yeah, what a weird, what a weird problem. If he hadn't just pissed off the Rock, because the Rock didn't seem that invested in this building. It's just <laughs> no. his family. And neither, honestly, did the guy who created the building, because he switched. To, I mean, I guess this is good. He switched allegiances to saving Rock, the Rock's daughter, as opposed to the building, pretty mm-hmm. quickly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, although I feel like in most movies they don't typically do that. But he was like, "You're right. We need to let it burn." Yeah, this was a very pro-rich guy movie. They were very soft on him. He made this ridiculous <laughs> tower where the the feature in the in the roof in the in the ball that he says is going to be the greatest tourist attraction in the world is just a series of digital funhouse mirrors. And he, he thinks that, that pe- seemed kind of dangerous with the way they just pop up out of the floor like yeah, that. Super like, dangerous. That's a huge liability. Why would you do that? And then it's also <laughs> guess what functions as a planetarium. Ooh. <laughs> So, I mean, those are super popular now, right? I, Kids these days, they're I all like, God, I just need a planetarium. But that is not... I mean, I do too, but we're old. Yeah, well, that's <laughs> not what you put on the roof of your skyscraper. It's going to draw people from around the world. Oh, put a roller coaster guy. up there. You know what I yes. mean? Yeah. Yeah. Wow, yes. good idea. You solved that so fast. There's the, the one in LA that has the glass slide that goes outside the building and back in. That's what I'm talking about. Honestly, oh, that God. elevator, when he cut the elevator and it went really fast, I was like, make that ride. Like, yeah. Just go really fast <laughs> through the middle of the building. That would be awesome. Super into that ride, man. Just plummeting to your death. Okay. When they when they put the roller coaster around the stratosphere in Vegas, when they were still testing it, they dropped the cars one time during, when empty Ooh. during testing. And uh, it made the number of people who had pre-bought tickets to go on the roller coaster skyrocket. What people were so excited about it because one of them fell off. That's what you got about do. maybe dying. No, they were like, surely they'll fix it by the time I do it. But it sounds fun. Like I, it's oh. a very effective marketing. So like, show the elevator plummeting and then safe saving it, and then be like, yeah, here's the ride, elevator ride, thousand dollars. <laughs> God, nope, 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 nope. Oh, I'm so into it. 
uh, yeah, but uh, what a great idea. Instead, no, instead it's just funhouse mirrors. But will that matter later? I think it will. Um, <laughs> so uh, now the Rock. Ha- oh, there's also this convoluted thing. The Rock has a tablet. He's got this iPad that's got the only security access to the building, and it's biometrically right. attached to his face. <laughs> except that if anyone else takes it, they can just use it. It doesn't even have a password. Like it doesn't sleep. It doesn't have a, yeah. a fingerprint. That's, I thought that same thing. Like when she, when Nev Campbell opened it up later, and like despite it being like twenty hours later, it was still awake from yes. his face. Yes. I was like, come on. They even <laughs> showed it's like a biometric thing with your face. It showed the map of his yeah. face. Surely, then you need his face to unlock it. Turns out, no. He just turned off the password on the one tablet that controls the whole building. That was an oversight. <laughs> uh, also, why was there a separate team uh, of terrorists that was assault that was like hanging on a construction site? I didn't understand their role. They, everyone else was going to fly via uh, parachutes off the roof to meet them. I think. But like, why weren't they together? Why? What were they doing over in that other construction site? just chilling there were so many people involved like so many bad guys in this plan like this was a well organized assault on this building Uh, and it turns out so here's the reason why because uh, during the building of this tower the rich guy uh, had to pay uh, protection money to the mob uh, the big mob and when he did that he um, you know how Venmo posts all, if you don't turn it off, posts all your transactions publicly? He figured out that when he's laundering money to the mob, he can track all of them some somehow like that, some virus he puts in. So he gets all the information on where every mobster is in the world and puts it on the world's largest, ugliest flash drive. That's exactly what I was thinking, a huge... <laughs> I thought he was like pulling some sort of big jewel out of the safe, but it's just yeah. a big flash it's drive. It's like six inches. It looks like, uh, it's, like, it looks like it's going to have some incredible digital purpose, and then it's just a flash drive. Like It looks like you're going to press a button and a blade's going to come out of it. Like, yeah. That's what it looked like. <laughs> Definitely. And it's not. It just it just plugs into USB and then has like 200 names on it. It's not even a it's not even like that many gigs on that flash drive. It's very little information. But he has assembled the list of every mobster in the world. And so all the mobsters are trying to get that from him. And they figure the only way to do it is to burn down his building with him inside it. <laughs> Or something. <laughs> Problem solved. So the it terrorists was such are... a huge overreaction to that. Because the thing is, like, the guy didn't even ask for the money back. He just, like, tracked where the yeah. money went. Yeah. And then they're like, we're going to murder you and burn down your... what The building costs, like, what? Like, they said $3 billion? Is that, and, I don't know. Many billions, certainly. And, like, that, I felt like that was, like, not... That seemed like a lot of effort for like what wasn't that big a slight. Oh yeah, the, the first thing I said when there was a, a military assault team going into this skyscraper, I was like, "Whatever you guys are planning, there's easier ways to make money. <laughs> if you for have sure. this this much organization and manpower, there's a better plan. You're, this is uh, a waste of so many things, a high risk, a very dangerous. Like, I just put it in index funds. You'd probably make more money at this point." <laughs> seriously the overhead on this criminal operation is crazy but so the building is on fire there's terrorists everywhere shooting people and uh and the rock is so here's the key the rock's family is inside the building he is outside of the building and the police will not let him back in um because it's on fire and uh but the rock he's the rock does not take no for an answer when it comes to climbing into burning buildings so he figures out the only way to enter the building is to punch the cops climb the tower crane then run across the uh, boom on the crane and leap spectacularly 
just into the building where he grabs onto with his hands and then pulls himself up from a dangling position uh, into the tower. And um, you know that because you saw the trailer. And that's the main focal point of the movie. So we do get there. It's pretty great. A lot, of people, a lot of people when the trailer came out were like talking about how like that's whether or not that was physically possible to make that jump. Obviously, it's not possible for you, but this is The Rock, <laughs> the most electrifying man in sports entertainment. It, Definitely possible for him. It looked like different distances from every camera angle. <laughs> yes. <laughs> for sure. There were a couple where like, oh, yeah, I mean, sure, he's The Rock. He could do that. And other times where it's like, no, yeah. no. <laughs> yeah, that, that crane might not even be for that building. It's so far away. Right. <laughs> Which was a thing that bothered me is that the boom of a tower crane is supposed to be over the building. That's how you <laughs> crane stuff That's the into point of the a crane. <laughs> if it's a block away, not an effective crane. Also, they were about to open the building to residential living. Why is there still a crane there? The building yeah, is done. <laughs> definitely take the crane down at some point. This is a hazard for sure. Yeah, that was weird. But great jump, right? We all it agree. It was awesome. Really good jump. Um, uh, and... He gets in the building. Some shenanigans happen. He runs around and punches some terrorists. Uh, he find oh he, he eventually saves his wife and one kid through the power of the elevator ride that we talked yeah. about earlier. Awesome. Why did he only save the one kid? That Henry had like, asthma. Henry has asthma. I know, but the other kid was like right nearby. Why not just grab her and throw her in the what, elevator too? Did like, not understand any of that. They were separated. That's a good point. Right? Like they were separated, they, but not by that much. Yeah. Like, hold the elevator. He's I'll the grab rock. her. He could have just grabbed her. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've, I mean, or the flip side, you got your wife and one of the kids out. Call yeah. it a day. Yeah. <laughs> That's a win. It's like clearly, you know, playing favorites. <laughs> like, look, you didn't clean your room when I asked you, so. <laughs> yeah. Or just like, you were not near the elevator when we were evacuating. Like, I'll come back for you, maybe, but like, come on. <laughs> Before that, though, I really did love the scene when Nev Campbell walked across the very thin board while he, like, held it stable. I thought that was oh. like, a very cool family scene. Oh. That was ridiculous. So great. So I mean, a, it was ridiculous, okay, so but I liked it. The center of the building <laughs> is a, like, 40-story, somewhat enclosed garden with a uh, um, waterfall and ridiculous greenery, and it's got a precarious bridge across the middle that has, uh, has broken at one point with... Uh, Nev and one kid on one side and the rock on the other side. He puts a thin board down and then as the bridge is sort of collapsing, the rock as is the rock's way uh, <laughs> holds up the bridge by hand. So he just like grabs After he's been stabbed in the shoulder like... Oh yeah, in his in his bridge holding muscles. Yes, exactly. Wow, the very important bridge impressive. holding muscles. <laughs> But he duct taped it back together, so he's fine. Did. Oh man, well, with his like t-shirt joke. He was also <laughs> using his most powerful muscle, the muscle of family and love. Uh. <laughs> it does help. Where, where is strong. that located? Uh, uh, it's it's uh, kind of in the wrist. I think it's weird. I, don't know. <laughs> oh, I, I got poor. I got a tendonitis in it, and it hurts really bad. I can't really, <laughs> oh, I can't really you have tendonitis use it. in the family. Yeah, in the family. You, you got to get steroid shots for that. Yeah, it's, oh, yeah, it's been a whole process. It's been terrible. I bet. Well, so he does hold up the 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 bridge, gets one of the kids out, but then the other kid is kidnapped by the terrorists, including the insurance adjuster, who was also a mobster. 
or something. Um, there's a lot of running around, and then uh, he kills like the nine hundred ninety nine of the thousand terrorists. Comes down to this final battle with the worst terrorist. Um, What's that guy's name? It was like Clog or something. <laughs> sure. It, this is the Scandinavian one. Yeah, no, it was the, like, it was, you, you guys are familiar sound with Scandinavian? the Scandinavian no, mob. You guys. It's the most Bota. fearsome mob. I thought they sounded Russian. I don't know. <laughs> oh, Mr. Pierce is the Scandinavian guy, and then Bota oh. is like the main bad guy. And, okay. and what was his just just generic Eastern European thing? Was that? Yeah, where all villains come from. Yeah, he, 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 there is like a villain land that has a generic <laughs> Eastern European accent. You like uh, everyone balds early, and then uh, <laughs> you know you who he a- looks like. He looks like a. I just saw Black Panther, and he looks like um, Andy Serkis's character from Black oh, Panther. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like well, he was also guy. vaguely Eastern European, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. All from Bad Guyville. <laughs> classic. Uh, the the classic country. So they. Uh, so he comes on the final battle, as you'd expect, in the fun. Yeah, as you'd expect, it's in the uh, mirror room, the funhouse mirror room on top of the tower. Um, and uh, in the last minute, you think the rock is going to get shot, but it turns out that's a mirror. The rock is behind you. Woo! And uh, <laughs> he saves the day. And, Finally, um, an action movie that the final action set piece takes place in a funhouse mirror room. <laughs> that's, it's amazing that that's just been hanging out and somehow has never been done in a movie before. <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it with screens with cameras on the other side so they act like mirrors that's a new twist yeah Uh, yeah and he does end up he ends up kicking him out but here's the other problem the building's still on fire but fortunately nev campbell realizes that she can unplug it and plug it back in and then all of a sudden the fire suppression stuff works again I have to say, I did appreciate that in this movie. There's just a moment of The Rock being like, oh, we're going to die. And just like hugging his daughter, being like, I'm sorry. And then just sits down to die. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, oh, this is unexpected. Is and then uh, I do think Nev Campbell's moment is a little earned because she, the reason she opens the door to hit the female like operative is because she sees she's going to uh, shoot that other guy. So she like does yeah. it out of altruism. Then they fight and then she it's, kicks her in the face, which I liked. Yeah. <laughs> it's it's definitely for those reasons and not because they wanted a cat fight in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, it was dark and no one took their clothes off. So I feel like as far as like cat fights go, it was more acceptable than most. <laughs> I do feel like it was nice that she got to have like, yes. she got to save the day. Um, I thought the whole so in the the first ten in the, minutes of the in movie, the most patronizing way in the yeah. first ten minutes there's like eight minutes of the movie is about her not understanding her iPhone you know her classically buggy she's in the navy yes yes she's a navy surgeon and she's like I don't get it my phone's just broken and the rock turns it off and back on and it works and then he like looks down the barrel of the camera and is like whenever there's a tech problem the only way to solve it is to turn it off and back on again and at that point you know he's going to have to unplug the building and plug it back in. We know that's going to happen. Yeah, I feel like a secondary read of this movie is like, don't feign incompetence. Or if you feign incompetence, then <laughs> later on you're going to have to like take, you're going to have to basically step up and admit you know how to do things to save the world. Oh, okay. So that so your reading is she always knew how her phone worked. Yes, and... but she was feigning incompetence to make him do it and to make him feel like a big man who could oh. fix things. But then now when they really came down to it with the terrorists, she saves him and he's like, wait, you've been letting me win this whole time. 
I am, although physically big, emotionally a very small man. I think that probably comes <laughs> up like in couples therapy after the movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <that's>, which <laughs> they definitely should go to. This has been very traumatic. Um, <laughs> Uh, Bridget on Facebook uh, did write in to say, like, how quickly did you realize the solution was going to be rebooting the building? Was it five minutes in? And like, yeah, a hundred. As soon as that happened, I, I wrote, if they don't have to reboot this building, I'm leaving. Um, <laughs> so I was, I mean, I'm still glad that it happened. It was fun, but not surprising, but fun. All right, that's the movie. Let's do a compliment now. We, um, we're for now, we're st- we're we're talking about bringing back the sandwich, but for now, for speed, we're continuing with our compliment. Uh, open face sandwich or compliment tostada, if you will. Um, also a compliment pizza, it's been proposed to me. Um, just the one compliment, anyway. Uh, what's one nice thing you're going to say about the movie? Anthony, favorite thing, biggest nice thing, one compliment for uh, Skyscraper. I, I like seeing Nev Campbell in this. I, yeah. I have not yeah. seen yeah. Nev Campbell in a movie since, what, Scream 4, I feel was the last time I saw <laughs> Nev Campbell. You were dedicated to that Scream franchise, man. You got yeah. all the way to 4? Hey, I liked the Scream franchise. I was. I thought after for... two, it got a little bit uh, forced. Yeah, I mean, they're all bad except for the first one. But I was yeah. curious that they were. It was like a reboot. Maybe they were going to be smart and meta with it. And I really liked the idea of Scream Four, as like an interesting um, meta commentary. Well, <laughs> it's the um, like the killers returning to town, but the twist is that like it's. Yeah, it's it's kind of hard. To, I don't want to spoil Scream Four in case oh. you see it. It's got a kind of a clever no, twist to you, it. You, Anthony, you spoil Scream Four right now for me. I insist. <laughs> no, it's it's just that like it, they basically almost like it's the same plot kind of as the first movie, but they do like weird like sort of more meta twist on it, and the killer almost gets mm. away, but then she doesn't. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, it's not not a great movie. It has a really I don't feel fun like you spoiled anything for me. Five minutes. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. But anyway, yes, yeah, so you miss Nev, Nev, and she's yeah. back now, and that's real nice. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if she's back. She's definitely in this though, and she's pretty good in it. So I was like, hey. Yeah. I like Nev. Campbell. Totally fine. Um, according to the internet, she's only been in two things since Scream Four: The Glass Man and Walter. In 2015, which I'm not familiar with, I've not heard of either of those. She did a little TV in the meantime. Um, she's on House of Cards. Oh yeah. yeah. She was yeah. in House of Cards. She's also she in was, Mad Men briefly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. But she was taking um, it easy. Then she saw Central Intelligence and was like, I need to work for this man. I, I, <laughs> I, need to, I need to get with this man and do a project. I'm going to come out of retirement <laughs> from film acting because the voice in Central Intelligence was mm-hmm. so strong. <laughs> I, have to, I, want a, I want this Otis to mold me. To... <laughs> Uh, Caitlin, what's your major compliment? And obviously it's easy for you because you enjoyed it, I believe, the most out of all of us. I really did. I think I was just like in the mood to sit down and watch a movie like this. Yeah, and totally. when I watched... That's such a great way to say. If you're in this mo- in the right mood, this could totally work for me. And the first scene is only four minutes long and like we already set up like a sick scenario. Like there's, you know, a hostage goes really wrong. I have to assume all those children died in the first scene, which is kind of sad. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, I liked that the actually the like um, image from the first scene of him turning around holding the kid as a shield is repeated again in the final scene when yeah. the guy turns around holding the daughter as a shield. Um, I actually thought sometimes this movie suffered from being too well made, like it was almost like a screenplay <laughs> paint by numbers a lot of the time. So oh, when they did that, I was like, okay, yeah, we're repeating our visuals now, except he's the one whose child it is like flashback to 10 years earlier, like 
It's like they're like, do you see? It's redemption. Do you see? Um, <laughs> but so my one, I agree. I, I thought that was interesting with the mirroring. I just thought, well, surely he's going to have learned something from the last one that's going to make this make sense. And uh, he didn't. The thing that he... Well, he should have in the first scene, like, come around from behind. He should have been yeah, behind the he guy. He should have been in the mirror, <laughs> in a mirror the whole time. That was his major mistake. <laughs> Well, that was he did I was like, always bring a mirror. He yeah. did learn to throw the bomb down the hole instead of like <laughs> hanging Catching out with the forward base. at yeah, the exactly. bomb. <laughs> I mean, really, that was the main. I mean, what a lesson do you take away from the opening scene? Don't yeah. be by the bomb. And at the end of the movie, he throws the grenade down the hole because he's like, that's, that's true. Lesson learned. Gotta- Honestly, that's all the learning I need to see in a movie. Yeah. So. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. It's maybe not super profound, but it's pragmatic. You know, it's, it is, it's, it's, it's something yeah. you can apply to your life. If, you know? it, if it happens, you'll be glad you knew that. Yeah, exactly. One, one other little compliment is I do want to say that I really appreciated that this movie had a married couple and both sides of the couple were extremely competent. Because I feel yes. like a lot of times mm. in movies, they'll be like, oh, he's a doofus and she's smarter. Like she screams when there's a fire and he saves her. And I like that, like, Nev right away is like, soak the towels, put them on your faces. Here yeah. we go. Yeah. Like, and that's I thought that a, was like that's a, a cool... great point. I totally agree. Oh, yeah. That. And, when, that. and when she fought the bad Scandinavian dude, like, yeah, mm-hmm. just throw him off the tower. You're yes. an important part of this. <laughs> yeah. I do wonder, like, uh, how the kids are going to feel after all. They needed the counseling the most because, like, right yes, after yeah. that, she's like, we got to go. Mommy just killed a guy. Like, <laughs> that's a lot for those kids to take. <laughs> oh, that's true. Yeah. But, I, I mean, she's in the Navy. She's killed. I mean,. She's definitely seen people die before on her operating yes, table. Yes, but the so. kid in front of the kids <laughs> is a lot. Um, I do, also, it's funny because that, that dynamic that you, you were glad wasn't there was there with the kids. It was like, one of these kids is competent. The other one is really pathetic. Which asthma kid which is not helping. No, he's not. I did think, I mean, Georgia did a good job hiding for a while until yeah, she didn't realize she had to erase her footprints, but I mean, she's like eight. <laughs> <laughs> That's her lesson she takes away. The rock, throw the grenade down the hole. If you're eight, uh, erase your footprints. Yeah. <laughs> she should have watched The Shining. Again, practical <laughs> advice. Walk backwards <laughs> in your footsteps. Also, it's a good film. What is she doing? Skipping The Shining. Yeah. Do you know how long of a flight it is to Hong Kong? You got time? <laughs> Watch your DVDs, man. Yeah. yeah. Right All right. So shining. My uh, compliment, uh, Pizza, is um, uh, uh, like, obviously, the, a big thing you got to do with The Rock is put him in a movie where he has to do some physical feats. And although the jump mm-hmm. was cool, my favorite physical feat in film that I cannot do and would be willing to trade several other skills to be able to do. It is to go from, I think I've said this on the podcast before. I've always wanted to go from hanging on my fingertips to standing on the thing. I, Mm. that is so impressive to me and uh, so difficult, especially when the thing you're hanging from is broken glass, but that's a separate, um, (laughs) but like, I just think that's a cool feat and he does it multiple times in, in very high stakes situations. Yeah, the amount of grip strength that dude is going to oh, have so is pr- incredible. Because I, because I broke my, my pinky, I'm never going to have grip strength again. So it's even more oh. of a pipe dream. But um, <laughs> what a just what a, a beautiful thing that I'll never be able to do. And he does it not only on the side of a building when he'll die. He does it on the side of a building when he could die in front of a bunch of pedestrians who are just watching this thing happen. <laughs> Which is a yeah. weird side and, plot of this and movie. And that would be embarrassing. It would be, it'd be <laughs> 100% embarrassing. 
Um, also, I watched this like the same day. The uh, what the French Spider, the guy who climbs skyscrapers without ropes, uh, did another great building that I've been watching on Twitter. Um, so just very impressed by grip strength, and he, The Rock, just does that thing over and over and over again. And yeah, I, if you watch American Ninja Warrior, that's like a big downfall for a lot of people. Yeah. So it's yeah. hard to build. It's so hard, and those people they're in front of a lot of people, just like The Rock, but they are just going to fall into a small pool. They're not going to die. So he does it much higher stakes. Yeah. Man. Also, his muscles don't seem to get fatigued. Yes. <laughs> yeah, which it's either just is always a on. flaw or just a classic The Rock thing. Like, no, <laughs> no fatigue, stabbing doesn't slow you down, just the muscles always work. It's the Omega 3s, probably. Amanda, that leaves you. What's your uh, major compliment, your compliment pizza? You know, I, I like a movie that encourages emergency preparedness. Oh, yeah. Um, no I was realizing... Are. Yeah, I was realizing that I also watched Towering Inferno with you guys. You did? Oh, uh, nice. Yeah. I didn't even mean to bring you back for this, for that, but that's great. Yeah, no, you totally meant to. It very similar. Forethought. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Exactly. As soon as it, as soon as the fire started, I was like, oh, I didn't realize I was watching the Towering Inferno yeah, again. You super were. Um, yeah. <laughs> Except the Towering Inferno was like, well, now every time I'm in a tall building, I feel like I'm going to die. Yeah. This movie, I'm like, well, no, The Rock will be there. It's fine. Yeah. The Rock could do <laughs> But I will know where my exits are. <laughs> this, I cannot stress enough. Know your exits. It's such an mm-hmm. important thing. Uh, and also, I liked that there was like, oh, the fire suppression would have worked. Like in Towering yes. Inferno, it was like they didn't think a fire would get him. It was very Titanic like uh yeah we're we're all doomed we're invincible yeah, yeah. and then oh no we're doomed this was well, like and it was the like the 70s works. so like building standards and like the sh- they were just pitting that's flammable true. shit in the walls just yeah, yeah why yeah. isn't the asbestos protecting us yeah, yeah. yeah this well, is that- the, but the, i like the idea that they're like we've invented fire suppression so such that the guy who invented the building is like oh who cares that the building's on fire i'm above it it'll be fine mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. i liked that I, yeah, there was good um, trust in engineering in this yes. movie. Yeah, I'm sure the scientists among us or among your household enjoyed that. <laughs> yeah, the, they uh, they appreciated that. They thought they had actually good fire safety protections. <laughs> um, I did think that having the uh, the one engineering thing I would question. Oh, I, I almost didn't mention this. So the the pa- building is powered by vertical wind turbines. Uh, <laughs> yeah, placed. Um, on the edges of the build i'm inside it i can't tell where they were but there is one crucial piece of infrastructure that is located inside the wind turbine of course uh which just seems like i don't know put it somewhere else or just like have it wi-fiable into it it just seems like a hard (laughs) physical place just in case it's very it's very Bond villainy. Yeah, well, it reminded me of uh, in the was it the new Star Wars where they're like, oh, the only way to t- activate the satellite yes. is from on the top of the satellite. Like, put it yeah. at the base. Put it somewhere less precarious. <laughs> Why are it's you? Like, a- yeah, like there could like what if you have a grandchild who accidentally locks himself in your titanium room? Like, exactly. You have to climb into the wind turbine to let him out. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> exactly. All right, uh, now it's time for our game, uh, our mini game segment. It's time for a lightning bonus round. We're going into lightning bonus round. Lightning bonus round. Here we go. We gotta finish this shit up. Lightning bonus round. Uh, so as I mentioned, mini game segment. We have a bunch of questions uh, to play today. Three quick games. Um, first, as we always do during the Rocktober, uh, we're going to play good use of the rock or bad use of the rock. So we've been discussing all of the ways the rock can be put to use in one of his fifteen movies a year. And uh, I, was this the best use? So I'm going to start with you, Anthony, because a couple weeks ago, before we watched Rampage and uh, Skyscraper, 
one of the things you mentioned was that Jumanji is fun because he's playing with fun actors mm-hmm. as opposed to playing off of a CGI monkey or a CGI <laughs> building. Um, now that you've seen both of those, do you stand by that statement? I absolutely stand by that statement. I yeah. <laughs> I think this is not a good use of The Rock because it's a fairly generic, like, like he has the leg thing, which is kind of interesting. But I just think that this movie was so boring uh, and, like, a very paint-by-numbers, like Caitlin said. Um, yeah. Yeah, it just, it really did inspire. Between this and Rampage coming out in the same year, I'm really, like... Usually we get one good rock movie at least a year. Like we had Jumanji last year, so like that was cool. But like having yeah, it was so late last year. I back. almost want to give it credit for this year, but yeah. yeah. But like having these two films this year, I just really like. What are you doing, Rock? Yeah. I, so do you think that that's a problem with? Uh, so I guess one one version of that is like, oh, the Rock is not perfect, or. Like, he's not picking his movies carefully. But the other version is, like, the movie industry was like, look, there's no script The Rock can't save. And then they made these two movies and were like, actually, maybe there are. <laughs> well, I so, mean, it's it's funny because, like, Rampage was the same director as San Andreas. And uh, right. this was the same director of Essential Intelligence. So he definitely seems to, like, hey, our last film was a huge hit. We're unstoppable. We're a great team. Like, we made yeah. San Andreas huge. We can do anything next. We did Central Intelligence. We can do anything together next. Uh, so he definitely... Also, both those that. movies were not great. So it's weird that they were like, well, these movies were not good, but they were successful. Let's make another not good movie. Yeah, and yeah. I just I just kind of thought this movie, especially the, um, like, the, um, you know, uh, like, Chinese audiences are very big for movies. This feels like a movie yeah, that, like, they deserve better. Like I, I get that Americans <laughs> will eat up any kind of garbage film with The Rock, but I feel like the Chinese audiences deserve a better film than this if it's going to be. I such... genuinely, I felt that that's why the the rich creator of The Pearl was painted as like a good person at yes. the end because I feel totally. like I think this movie was made for a Chinese audience like first and foremost. Yes. Yeah. No. Uh, I mean, there certainly yeah. was. Yeah. There's almost like. You, you notice the if you see like a lot of movies that have like scenes in China like the way they uh, portray the wealth class in China is like mandatory by the go like you cannot like pit negative messages like that in a film yeah. and then hope to get it released in China they will not release it yeah so, so I, it, uh, it is v- I love them oh sorry oh. I love the movie World War Z and in the book World War Z they I actually love the book and the movie um, but in the book World War Z it's the zombie outbreak starts in China but the Chinese government said they would not release the movie in China if the movie said that so they had to start it in Korea yeah. oh wow because oh. we, we, we read the book and watched the movie a couple months ago for the show and I, oh. I don't remember that disparity that's such an interesting yeah. point yeah they were like a little China's like not mentioned oh weird <laughs> Like, we would never have zombies here. They definitely... Yeah, the most populous no. nation on Earth would never have zombies. <laughs> no, no, because here's the thing. They would disappear, the zombies, before they, uh... They kind of, yeah. The zombies... Well, now this podcast is never going to air. Yeah, the, the, the zombies oh, would man. just show up after being gone for nine months with a very different point of view than they had last time. Uh, man, we were about to make $200 million in our international release of this episode, and now we are definitely not. Our worldwide gross just dropped. Oh. Thanks, Anthony. Um, oh, I did have one more question for you, Anthony, actually, uh, about good use of the rock, bad use of the rock, is did the rock, because he got to fight a lot hand-to-hand, did he use any 
trademark the rock wrestling moves. You know, I didn't see. <laughs> usually, you at least get like a rock bottom, but there wasn't yeah. really that. I don't know if it was like, like it had more of like a fisticuff style in this. I don't know. I also thought like the the fight scenes were shot very weirdly and edited very. Like I couldn't really tell what was happening in a lot of the fight sequences. Same. Um, yeah. Like I, I feel like I get lost in a fight more easily than you do, perhaps. So the fact that you, because I felt that way, but I feel that way a lot. It's like, I don't know who's winning. Everyone's, this seems like fighting is bad. We shouldn't hit people. That's how my, I usually feel during a there fight There were scene. some scenes where there was so much gunfire, I like couldn't even keep track of who was shooting who. Yeah, and also there was like, there were like a thousand terrorists and like eight people in this building. It was, they were very heavily armed for how little resistance there was it was a yeah. very strange amount of fighting um i was hoping you'd say like obviously he did this classic people's elbow but i and i didn't see it but that's too bad that would have made things better that would have had. made things better caitlin since I you enjoyed it so much what, what, what part of the like this as the rock what was a good use of the rock in this for you um what do you like in a the rock you know that's what i'm wondering i guess i like i find yep. him uh, a very good actor i like maybe i don't know what good acting is but i find him a very no, compelling i think we agree with that person um and so to me like i liked the opening scenes where he was showing like a lot of vulnerability and he was nervous about doing a good job in the meeting um and oh, i liked yeah. the arc that he didn't really want to fight anymore like he literally states it out loud yeah. to his friends like he's yeah. out of the game um, so I liked that character arc for The Rock, like to see him as someone who had been like physically hurt and had like rebuilt a new life and then like kind of like begrudgingly throws a guy in a bomb out of a building by the end. Um, I like that. I thought that was a good use of The Rock because I actually haven't seen him be like a really like kind of physically someone who's been physically hurt like that before, but then still incredibly physically strong. Well, this is a great point. I do like all of those little elements as well. I, that, I definitely enjoy that. And I like, I like, because The Rock is so big, I love the idea of him having to like hold back because he's morally opposed to it. And also I like him having to be in a nice outfit. I like him mm. in a suit because it's like, yeah. oh, this is not your nat. He, you were born in spandex. This is awkward for you. <laughs> you're holding back. So I, you're right. That, that is a fun part of that. Yeah, like in the first scene where he's fighting the guy from season two of The Wire, um, yeah, Nikki. <laughs> they like you could. He doesn't want to fight with him, but then like when the guy pulls a gun, he has to. And I I like that. Like that was a hand to hand combat fight, and then he like forces the guy to shoot himself at the end. But that did feel to me like a scene where he had to kill or be killed. Totally. So and I like love. A, oh, I love a fight scene where like one person is trying to kill the person, the other person is trying to make sure they both survive. Mm -hmm. that's mm -hmm. such an interesting yeah. interesting fight also season two of the wire is the best season yeah i, really like <laughs> I was two. just trying to work in my head how nikki could have gotten to hong kong because uh, so he he gets out of it at the there's end no more there's no more working longshoremen yeah so <laughs> you know he, he knows the greek so he knows he the does mob. that's right he's got connections uh, to international mafia yeah so i'm trying to like figure out well he had to join the fbi first yeah oh yeah yeah well, he, he, he turned states evidence he turned states witness at the end of season two right yeah uh, so yeah he becomes an fbi agent gets burnt ends up yes so that Kong. makes sense and then he and then he goes back to the yeah. mob the only thing that ever yeah, loved yeah. him yep that makes sense that's right um uh, Ian on Facebook said, uh, this looks like a, a film that tries to create spent suspense about whether The Rock will fail to punch or charm his way out of a crisis, as a lot of them are. <laughs> Does it successfully create that tension for you, even though it's an absurd premise? Obviously, The Rock can punch or charm his way out of anything. Uh, he didn't do much charming. I was disappointed by that. I, I Absolutely. I think it was less less charming his way out of things and more punching. And I like yeah, a that's good my balance. favorite version of The Rock. Yeah, I like him being charming. Yeah. 
Yeah, he was just so um, soot-covered and angry. And bland. Yeah, yeah. never got to be charming. Well, it's frantic a lot of the time. Yeah, yeah. frantic. <laughs> also, the way, like, there's something, like, I... I've been thinking about, uh, since I watched this movie, uh, the last Mission Impossible movie, because I I like Mm -hmm. that quite a bit, and I've I've mentioned that a few times on the podcast. Uh, And I I think about that movie a lot. It's really stuck with me, and a huge part of it is, like, the tactileness of it. Like, so many of the stunts were real. Like, if Tom Cruise had made this movie, he would have died jumping off a crane because (laughs) he would have actually done that, right? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There is something to like how tactile and real that feels that made this movie feel even more fake and like not yeah. uh, like The Rock was actually in any trouble or danger because it was I mean, just... To be fair, I do not want The Rock to hurt himself. No, no. I do, don't care if Tom Cruise dies filming this impossible <laughs> movie, honestly. I mean, Tom Cruise definitely wants to die filming a stunt. He does. I, he like, does. The Rock, I want The Rock's muscles to be largely for show. Yeah. I mean... That, <laughs> I don't want him to get hurt. I want the you, be... you and a lot of women. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want him to be well. Also, The Rock. You know, it doesn't isn't his cousin his stunt double? Oh Anthony, yeah, you know, I have I, heard that. I, yeah, I, have not I, heard that. I feel like I've seen him with his cousin on Instagram talking about his cousin stunt as doing stunts for him or something. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Well, yeah. Also, like he's a one of a kind specimen. So finding a yes. stunt double for The Rock is very difficult. <laughs> Um, you know who I Tom also, Cruise I, stunt double is? Tom fucking Tom Cruise. Cruise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's I, a yeah, crazy so, video from Business Insider showing all the like the times he had to do like those free jumps out of an airplane in the movie, and oh, he yeah. just did them over and over yeah. and over and over. Yeah, um, Pilots, and they're like he would vomit. <laughs> he piloted that helicopter at the end of Mission Impossible. That's still the craziest stunt I have ever seen Man. an actor do. Is oh my god! Actually, flying that helicopter—he was the only person in it in that entire. Is he, it's does he get crazy. insurance to do these movies, or like, are they just like we cannot insure you for this? Well, it's so. This is a funny side note about Mission Impossible. One of my favorite stories about the movie is like the way it works is that like uh, Tom Cruise essentially does the joke I did about The Rock calling the director in the middle of the night. Right. Like he he called Christopher McQuarrie and was like, "I want to pilot a helicopter." for a final action for the next for mission possible. So what they had to do <laughs> what was... A dick. Yeah, so... Right, what, I mean, that's kind of great, but also, come on, man. But, there are rules. But, I mean, he has, like, this, you know, he has this one stunt he wants to do for the movie. So Christopher McQuarrie uh, went and had to find a country that would allow Tom Cruise to pilot a helicopter in it, which is New Zealand. <laughs> New Zealand would allow him to do it. So then he needed a reason why they would a country a, a country that looked slightly in New Zealand that uh, Ethan Hunt would be in in the final scene of a Mission Impossible movie. So the whole movie was like essentially written backwards from the stunt. Like, okay, we know oh, New Zealand in this area Whoa. will let us fly. So what's like a European country that this place looks like? And then they wrote the plot backwards from there. And it's just. It's fascinating that that can turn out so As a writing so challenge, well. that sounds fun. Yeah, it's, I mean, it it's such a good movie. Uh, but Yeah, it should not be a good movie, too. That's the weirdest part. <laughs> yeah, uh, I think writing within constrictions can make you more creative. It yeah. totally can. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so just really quick to update this. Um, it is, it in fact, The Rock's cousin, who is his stunt double. It has been for 16 years. Hmm. And uh, I know this because on Instagram a couple months ago, he just showed that he just bought his stunt double a truck and just surprised him on his birthday with a new 
jacked Aww. up pickup truck with a red bow on the on the top. Nice, nice. And that's cute. It's adorable. It's oh, great. Damn. He does have the same body as him. Yeah, yeah. Well, now they're the, they're cousins. Another little side. Think thing. of all the fish they eat. <laughs> <laughs> that means twice as much fish on set every day. Have, has anyone on this podcast ever? been in the situation when you could actually put a bow on a like a new vehicle because that's always no. <laughs> been one of my like bucket list things i don't know why. i will tell you i mean so i know I'm, a little bit i'm about sure this. if i walked onto a car lot i could just do that and nobody <laughs> would stop me but it's i'll tell you this anthony the bow is sold separately and it's 150 dollars <laughs> how do you know this well so i i wrote a thing about this uh and it's not good enough or I would put the link in the notes but it does exist if you really want looking for it but I was writing about it because I, I I've been bothered by those commercials for forever because the idea <laughs> every so every Christmas I get bothered by this every where they're like the Lexus ads of like somebody buys his wife a car a $35,000 $40,000 car without talking to her like there's mm. no way that's not a fight even if she's happy that is a bad way to do joint finances <laughs> and so it's always irritated me great and so I went down this rabbit hole of like researching it and writing about it. And one thing that I found is that there's all these videos on YouTube of people actually doing this. And what's so crazy about it is that all the commercials from Lexus, it's like uh, all he gave her was one little box and inside it is a Lexus key. And she just kind of hugs him and is happy, but like real mild about the whole thing. And in the real videos, it's like this woman in her pajamas opens the door and is like, are you fucking kidding me? You bought me a fucking. I'm a, I should have peed first. I'm gonna. I'm peeing my pajamas right. Like they're amazing. They're so funny, and it really irritates me that they show the boring commercials when they should just show the, real the stuff. actual videos of women, women being like, "I'm gonna pee myself," and then that should be the tagline. It should be like, "Lexus for the holidays." You should Alex, have let me pee first. I'm. Really- <laughs> I'm really, we got to talk about you working your urine fetish into advertising. This is like the 12th time. I did not make this up. You keep editing it out of the podcast along with your racist tyrants every week. But like your urine fetish, buddy. You know I do not have the time or energy to edit the podcast, Anthony. You can't lie to people like that. Uh, They hear the blunders and they're on to you. But I, I love in those car commercials, yeah, with that that mild reaction. It's like, what did he do? Yeah, right. Like, what did he do that he needs a yes. car to help make up for it? And it's for not it? enough. For yeah. sure. <laughs> I think there could be so many good, like, uh, December to remember commercials that are just like, just somebody running out into the snow in bare feet yelling, you've got to be fucking kidding me, would be so <laughs> powerful. That would sell more cars, for sure. Absolutely. Um, but yeah, they and I did find out they will sell you the bow for $150. It, they might give it to you for free with the upgrade package. They'll be like, and we'll throw in a bow or something. But the uh, the sad part, sorry, one more note on this, is that a lot of them are not beautiful because a lot of the videos are like spoiled 16-year-olds getting them for their birthdays Ugh. and being like, oh, it's the red one like I wanted. And that is gross. Ugh. This is very disgusting. Yeah. But the actual gifts where people flip out are pretty fun videos, and I wish they just did that. <laughs> All right. I talked way too much about this, and it really uh, cut back on our time. So I'm just going to do one more lightning bonus round uh, question. Question coming from Jordan on Facebook, who said, um, like a lot of our comments, didn't see the movie, but I figured it out. Um, it's the Rock <laughs> fighting a building. So um, what other fun objects would you like to see The Rock fight that might even be a better movie? 
I'll have Jordan start. Jordan suggests a submarine. So, oh, like, yes. I assume the, his family is in the submarine and he has to get in, but it could also be yeah. he has to get out. Both of those would be fun. It could be called like rock bottom and it's like stuck on the bottom of the ocean. Oh, how does he punch his way out of that? <laughs> he, he, I don't know. He has to like get it working again and go up to the surface. Yeah. I don't know. Alone. Yeah, because normally it's like there's like 10,000 people on a submarine. Like he has to go get it working by himself, running around a lot. That'd be fun. I would absolutely watch a movie called Rock Bottom. <laughs> featuring the rock. rock Bottom. 100%. And yeah. That's so good. I didn't even catch how good that joke was the first time. I'm sorry I under laughed, Caitlin. That's okay. I got it eventually. You were thinking about the logistics of the submarine. I get it. Yeah. It's, in the Mar- it's in the Mariana Trench, too. James Cameron should direct. Yeah. Oh, he would love, he loves filming underwater. I know. Oh, that's so perfect. Um, other things you guys want to see the rock have to fight inanimately. Have we, uh, have we seen the rock be a hacker yet? I think the rock versus the internet oh. would be hilarious. Oh, yeah. He'd so have to wear glasses. <laughs> uh, and they'd have that. to get knocked off at some point. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, he'd have to use those giant hands to type really quickly. <laughs> <laughs> he does not look like he could type. It would have to be a special like giant keyboard. <laughs> Also, so in in all of these, he has to, even as a hacker, he has to like formerly have been an MMA fighter, but he gave up the life because he wanted to keep his brain healthy or something. Instead of the ones and twos, he became about the ones and zeros. Sorry, I didn't hear that. Anthony, I don't want to under laugh just in case. What did you say? Oh, instead of the ones and twos, he became about the ones and zeros. See, that was too Oh my God. I can't believe I almost let that go by. I'm trying to think of other... I, I mean, like what Anthony this. said was it's fun when he's uh, against somebody who is like, or when it's, he's like working with people. So yeah. it's like just him versus an inanimate object alone might not be as good. Well, I haven't seen mm. Jumanji, but c- does he speak to the animals in Jumanji? No. Is that like a part of Jumanji? So, I so you want him to be a <laughs> Disney princess? Well, like maybe if there was like a a Doctor Doolittle, yeah, and he can talk to like a great cast of animatronic animals, that would be great. (laughs) I would see him in a Doctor Doolittle situation. I don't want an other Doctor Doolittle movie because I feel like the first one was kind of good, and then the new ones were kind of bad, and I'd like to Mm. leave that front franchise to fester. But I would enjoy him talking to animals. He could, and I would like him to be a doctor and not a princess. So Mm. that's my preference. But (laughs) I would would also see see the. Rock beat like a like a heroin addiction in a movie, you know. Uh, oh, I like because yeah, that's vulnerable rock. Yeah, that's vulnerable exactly. rock. Yes, no. yeah. Aww. We uh, love vulnerable rock. We've never that's seen an interesting that idea. Well, I also like since we're talking about like we like him like trying to get over, um, uh, getting getting over like having fought and not wanting to fight anymore. Um, like I would love to see some other vert like some like more focused on that. Like he is. Uh, uh, maybe an assassin who's like given up the life mm. and he just but like his, his hands like are used to strangling and he's gotta be like no hands not now <laughs> we're retired yeah, so the rock versus his hands is what you want to see <laughs> that's what I was looking for thank you you've completed the pitch I really want the rock versus the rock I want him to be trying to fight his own body what about just like a clone a clone movie there's a clone oh, of yes movie. yeah to the rocks and then he has to also be his own stunt double because the other stunt double's busy being him. Yes. Oh That's man, great. The, the Rock versus the Rock is something I would definitely watch. Uh, what uh-huh. would that movie be called? 
I say um, just remake the one between a with... rock and a hard place. <laughs> yes. rock and a hard Sorry. Place. For sure. For sure. <laughs> also, if the just the rock was in like if he was like stuck in uh oh that thing where the the guy like got his arm caught when he was in the Utah <laughs> desert and had to that would just be called Rock yes. in a Hard Place. They yes. already made that movie. It's called 27 Hours. Yeah, but with the rock. <laughs> yeah. And the That's rock could true. do it in 24 hours. He's very efficient. <laughs> I feel like The Rock wouldn't even wait around. He would assess the situation and be like, I have to cut off my arm and just like be done in an hour and like get back to yeah, my camp. <laughs> and he, his prosthetic arm would be way more useful than his other arm. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> he would just rip that fucking boulder out of the earth. What he would do? <laughs> he, just... he would just chew through the boulder. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah, like when he's Hobbs and he has to explode out of the cast, it would be like that. Yeah. But he just like flexes and the and the the rocks part. They crack and move further <laughs> apart. Mm. Also, I want to see I, that Jason Satham, uh, the Rock movie that we supposedly have been get, supposed to get for years now. Uh, yeah, yeah, Rob Shaw. Oh. Yeah, the Fast and the Furious spinoff. I, I don't know I why did. that's not coming together. That's what I'd rather. I, I, I would I saw watch that forever. It's definitely, it's definitely going to happen, and we will watch it. I believe I saw that they were actually filming it. 2019, it says. Oh, yeah, I shit. think I, I thought I go. saw, again, maybe on The Rock's Instagram, I thought it was him. He, he posted a thing from actually filming. How much time you, do you spend on The Rock's Instagram? Yeah, I was going to say, the Instagram is really seeing <laughs> like, prioritize I, him in your algorithm. I should, I, so I am very picky on my Instagram. I follow four celebrity dogs, one of my two sisters, and The Rock. And so <laughs> I see everything he posts. I'm you very focused on what he's got. I don't want to miss anything. You see that? I'm sorry. You don't. Uh, you don't follow any cats. I don't know if we can be friends I'm, anymore. You know what? I love cats. I'm not. I'm not picky between the cats and dogs, but I do find corgis to be the perfect Instagram animal. I mean, so, yeah, I gotta give you that. I follow a bunch of different corgis, and <laughs> yeah, I did. There was amazing. also uh, there was a great uh, dog that worked at a uh, uh, an Air Force base. Um, oh. he had goggles and he worked on the runway and his job was to scare away animals that would come on the runway that would maybe get hit by the planes. Oh and my he would just God. Away. And that was the best. Uh, and he sadly passed and then I could not handle it anymore. Um, the, yeah. like the oh. old, the in memoriam posts for the celebrity dog were too oh, much no, for my little no. heart. So I unfollowed them, but that was a great celebrity dog for a while. Cause especially the goggles. He had these air force goggles. Man, it's great. Oh, such a good boy. Yeah. The such best boy. boy. And luckily, they all go to heaven, so he's fine. Mm. Um, yes. <laughs> uh, I mean, that's not a, that's a weird way to end. It's a little emotional. But that, <laughs> you know what? This is vulnerable. Alex. The rock makes us a little emotional. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that's lightning bonus right? If you guys have suggestions for games, questions, comments about upcoming episodes, you can go to read-week.com slash next, and you'll see our upcoming topic. And you can post comments there also on Facebook and Twitter. And thanks to everybody who played along this week. And that's it for our show, you guys. That's the end. We made it. Thank you so much for listening. Uh, we'll be back in next week. As always, next week we're talking about James Bond because it is Dr. November. Fuck yeah. And it's our first <laughs> ever full James Bond month, and I'm very excited about it. I would not even say that I'm a big James Bond fan, but I am a fan of pun-based month themes on the show. And so I'm excited <laughs> 
to go deep on James Bond. Um, and we've got some great votes already. So if you haven't suggested your favorite James Bond movie, um, I was talking to Ezra about maybe doing a thing because a lot uh, because he was introduced by these movies by his dad, and I was introduced mm. by my dad. That we might mm-hmm. try to get our dads to come on and talk about. Oh my nice. god, he's so cute. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't, I don't, I can't promise that. My dad probably wouldn't say no, but I might ask. Um, <laughs> I, the, I, the one I remember seeing with my dad is the the Pierce Brosnan one where there's a helicopter with all the saws hanging from it. Mm. Anthony, what? do you know what I'm talking about? I think that's the. Day after tomorrow. That sounds right. Um, yeah, I remember that, and being like, "That's a crazy helicopter," and we had a good laugh about it. And uh, <laughs> yeah, anyway, tomorrow, so dude, tomorrow never dies. Okay, thank you. Um, oh, since we're correcting things, I should also, in case somebody's mad about this, I said ten thousand people on a submarine. It looks like more like one hundred and thirty. Um, <laughs> after I said I it, I was like, thinking, that seems like "Wow, high. I guess there's been like a big change in submarine technology since I last watched U five seven one." I was so confident about that number, and I have no idea where I got it. I, you know what? It's like uh, aircraft carriers are like 10,000 people. They're huge. They, yeah, those field. are very different than submarines. Yes. I agree. <laughs> but I said it, and now... Oh, yeah, you're, isn't your dad in the Navy, Amanda? Yeah, yeah, he was. Both my was. parents were. Both your parents were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yep. I, you know what I appreciate? Um, you, you knew immediately that that was wrong, and you also knew I am a fragile boy. And... <laughs> You didn't correct I was right too away. busy laughing at rock bottom to uh, correct you. <laughs> yeah, that's. I assume the listeners were too, so they didn't even notice how bad that was. But um, still, operating a 130-person submarine alone would be very difficult. So it would be, yeah, yes. for sure. And the rock could do it. Um, so James Bond movies, uh, Meet Buddy votes. If you want to become Meet Buddy, read slash Meet Buddies, and you can get in there and pick and tell me what who introduced you to James Bond and and how. We'll also we'll be watching a couple of good ones and probably a couple of the bad ones. That'll be fun. Um, <laughs> It's almost sad that we already watched the one where they he fights in space and then has sex in space. Oh my god! It's the perfect one. But so good. We've already seen it. Uh, <laughs> so that's coming up. Thanks for being here, Anthony. Uh, as always, it's a pleasure. Talk to you next week, and thanks for coming back, Amanda at Amandable on Twitter. Always great to chat with you. Always willing to watch a movie about uh, buildings on fire. Thank you. Yeah, so good. Yeah, I, we have to. I don't know if we can do more of those for you, but that's your expertise now. <laughs> And uh, be sure you check out Caitlin's new book, New Erotica for Feminists, uh, available wherever books are sold, possibly even in airports, coming up in November. Yeah, thanks for having me. This I was very much in the mood to watch this movie, and I enjoyed it a lot. I'm so glad. Oh, it's so fun to talk to you again. And uh, congratulations on the book. Good luck. I look forward to reading it. Uh, and I'm sure we'll, we'll put a link to uh, pre-order up in the show notes. Uh, and hopefully everybody else can in, 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 a great birthday or Christmas gifts as Amanda mentioned everybody for everybody for Christmas is very fun mm-hmm. um, alright I'll talk to you all uh, next week take care everybody bye bye, bye.